Emergency Net Attendant Office. This is Sean. Hi, Sean. This is Kai Walker with the LA Galaxy Supporters Group of the Angel City Brigade. Well done. What? Oh, it's a nice job laying out who you are so the people listening understand the stats. Thanks. I've done this before. You're saying you've been a judge before? I'm with the Angel City Brigade. Of course I have. So, uh, how can I help you? I, I wanted to protest the fact that we've only been assigned 167 tickets for the away section. Well, that's the size of the away section, and we can't really accommodate more of you without moving our season ticket holders, and that's not fair to them. What? How can you do this? It's outrageous. It's unfair. You can't have more seats, young Kaiwalker. United Tickets, this is Sean. Hello, it's Kai again. So I just wanted to check. If I was a Minnesota United fan, I could get tickets? Yeah, yeah, you could. Cool, cool. United Tickets Office, this is Sean. Oh, hello there, can I get a ticket to the yeah. LA? Yeah, no, nobody talks about that here anymore. Damn it. Mr. Ticket Office, this is Sean. Hello, I would like to purchase Minnesota tickets for Minnesota United fans for the Minnesota United playoff match that features Minnesota United and has Minnesota United fans in the stands. Huh. Okay, uh, just a couple of questions before we go through with uh, your purchase, each selection, and all that. Um, first one, if I took a fillet of cod, dried it out, soaked it in poison, and then boiled it, what would you top it with? Top it with? That's disgusting. People eat this garbage? I'm sorry, the correct answer was melted butter. A lot of melted butter. Also acceptable uh, white sauce. Sorry. Mr. United Tickets, this is Sean. Ticket to the Galaxy game? Gary Anderson? Blast. The right answer was damn, along with a forlorn look at the picture of your father. I would have also accepted a long sip of whiskey. Minnesota Tickets, this is Sean. What is Prince's middle name? Well, hello, what? Prince? No, 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 this is Zlatan. Zlatan wishes to talk to PK. The, the mascot? Yes, the mascot. What? What do you mean? MLS superstars call mascot all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, PK isn't here right now. Can I take a message? Yes. Um, please let PK know that Zlatan will be in town soon and Kingston... Kingston doesn't need to know this. Okay. Yeah, just, no, just, just going, deliver going a message. through a tunnel. Oh no, no, damn it, breaking up. Minnesota tickets. This is Sean. Tickets, playoffs. Are you part of the Atasta Society? Uh, yes. Trick question. Any true Minnesota United fan would know we've forgotten completely about the Atasta Society. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm the Red Ranger. No, wait, I'm Sasha. And I'm Notch. This week, be sure to go to the White House and get Dolly Madison because you're going to have to save some paintings after the Canadians defeated the U.S. They're coming for the White House next, everybody. Get more War of 1812 jokes ready, too. I'm excited for this. When do they attack? Can I join them?
Welcome to We Call It Soccer. It's uh, Sasha, Caleb, and me today. No Colin. So, have we named our lines? Like, you know how NHL teams send out different players? Like, I mean, whose line is it anyway? Oh, <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, I, I was going to go with Zoltan. You know, like... That's, like that's taken the, this, Oh, yeah, okay. I was going to go with the Paladins. Oh. I like that. Paladins. It sounds, it sounds we're prestigious. Not all, we're not all lawful good. You don't have to okay. be in the new in new D and D five E. Oh. You can actually you can <laughs> so actually sorry. be uh, several Dude, other alignments. We too. should play D and D sometime. I prefer Pathfinder. You know, there just aren't enough D and D podcasts out there. No, no. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Well, one of you was talking about like a cartoon on Netflix earlier. Yes, and that's why I brought up the Paladins because in Voltron, if you were a Voltron. rider, Voltron, yes. so dead. Yes, it's actually surprisingly wait, wait, really uh, good. What is Voltron about again? It's basically five people who did into five. Like li- like lion, yeah, lion zords, yeah, the lion max, yeah, and they form into, and they morph into like one giant supers defender, which is Voltron, Voltron defender. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. they have range. It was referenced in Deadpool. Yes, they have a Voltron. Range. I, I if, feel if like you remember Captain Planet, like the, the yeah, the, 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 the or Power Rangers. Yes, yes. The but, but, but like five different people getting into their crafts and making one thing that's beautiful. It's kind of like this podcast, right? Like there's there's five of us who typically appear on the mics. If you know Shane, Caleb, Colin, Caleb, Sasha, me, and we've got our mech producer Nick right here. So Nick, Nick, so like we're like the Power Rangers. Nick is like Zordon. Zordon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> Alpha Five. I, I always think about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that that's when uh, the gym gym is a day. Has anybody watched the new Power Rangers movie? <laughs> yes. Okay. I really okay. enjoyed it. The, the the actor who plays the Red Ranger. I don't know his name, but he was in Dad Stranger Things. Yeah, he's I'm, the he's in Stranger mm. Things as Billy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I feel bad for knowing more than I should about the Power Rangers movie, but I own it and I'm not sorry about it. Hey, though I still believe in the very first iteration of Power Rangers in America, where the the new Ranger was like the Green Ranger. Oh, Tommy. Oh, this White Ranger crap is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, the Green Ranger's where it's yeah, at. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, look. But when it became, you know, the leader, he was the White Ranger. Like, come on, we're, we're, we know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If you could take anyone from the original Power Rangers and throw them onto the Minnesota roster, like you have to pull a player off, who would it be? Uh, it would be Rita. Uh, she I was would... a Power Ranger. She was evil. Yeah, we we I, yeah we we need those like villains on our team now that Cavill is gone. So let's <laughs> put. Uh, hey, um, so I I actually wanted to start our intro talking about the Vietnam War documentary by Ken Burns, but this turned out better. Uh, <laughs> I'm more really as you said that. <laughs> hey, what's the damn thing? It's very good. But anyway, uh, not a lot of soccer this week, so we're just gonna take a shorter show today. Fateful last words, but. Also, just kind of riff on stuff because, and not, we're going to deviate a little bit from our usual kind of talk about games, uh, thoroughly situation and see what happens. Okay. You, you guys with me? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Voltron. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just debating Voltron. whether I would be the red or blue paladin. I feel like it would, Colin would have red and I would have blue. I'm not, like, this is just pure well, nerd reference. Well, you just reference. assigned it now. Yeah, yeah. You just assigned it. He got, he got it red. So there well, you go. Well, it would be the black paladins, uh, uh, Choose your words very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dibs Black Paladin. Yeah, save that one. Let's move on to soccer. <laughs> the Black Paladin is the leader. Oh, you have the yellow yeah. or green. So yeah. is that the one that left? <laughs> yeah, that, that was the most awkward thing about the Power Rangers. But anyway, let's move on to uh, talking about uh, 
soccer in our first segment that we call the championship but the championship is a game thank you producer nick is it a game is it a league no it's the segment where we discuss america's top leagues the nwsl and mls and we can just dispense with mls right now by mentioning that san jose earthquakes head coach matthias almeida came out and said that u.s players lack passion and love hmm. are those two of the rings that you use to form captain planet <laughs> <laughs> one was heart. I think well, one was heart. heart. So yeah, I, I think both passion and love fit into heart. Earth, so. wind, and fire, and then water, and then people. There's, oh, there's five of you. Shit. Um, here it's heart, and I did much of dirty ring. Fun. It's like key ring. Like, here, just put that on the old heart. And like, it was the ring you fine. find in the cereal box. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are going to be really mad with Almeida for saying this. Basically, he came out and said that he, as part of this discussion he said that it doesn't really matter to american players they win lose or draw uh he wants stakes to be higher he thinks that the stakes would be higher if players spend more time abroad and as an example he used chris wandelowski he said he's still scoring goals at his age so just imagine if he'd played abroad in his 20s uh but that would make caleb very happy so would have been into the semifinals it would have been great so yeah yeah, i mean people are gonna throw abuse at almeida but like given today's u.s performance Dogs yeah, on collar. The, the timing is impeccable by him. Yeah, like, right. like, I put this out, people were mad for about five or six hours, and they did it. Yeah. And we got it now. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no other MLS games this week. I don't know if there's anything else we really need to discuss MLS-wise, because Colin really wanted to be here when we did some MLS-like postseason analysis or pre-playoff analysis. So we'll just wait till our game's over on Sunday, right? Yeah, uh, games this Saturday, and then uh, United play on Sunday at 7.30. Yeah, so let's kick off. Let's see what we can do next week about uh, discussing the league. Let's talk about NWSL, though, whose playoff bracket is now formed. Uh, you're going to see the North Carolina Courage take on Rain FC. This is courtesy of the Rain drawing against the Orlando Pride 2-2. I just want to mention that the Orlando Pride and Orlando City SC had a sale at the The Lion's Den, or maybe it's called just The Den, their shop. And uh, they advertised on a sign, white pride jerseys. So, uh, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was something someone didn't uh, proof. Hmm. There's, there's, yeah, away is better. Uh, I, away I agree. Pride. Yeah, jerseys. Even white away or, pride, or just in general pride Actually, jerseys no, over here. Secondary, whatever. There you go. Or just in general pride jerseys over there. You don't need to have. <laughs> but then, then someone might mistake if you just say pride jerseys. Someone might mistake them for the Pride Month jerseys. You know, it's just very confusing. They should pick a different name for their team. Well, they can also just use their eyes and figure it out for themselves. <laughs> like, oh wait, these aren't rainbow on numbers on the back. Oh, oh. But I also live in Orlando, so maybe I'm not very smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, with that game, the Pride finished. Oh, yeah, they finished at the bottom of the table, ninth. So that that was that was a thing that happened. But they did manage to keep the Rain in um, fourth place, which which puts them against the Courage. I think Rain FC versus the Courage on October 20th. So that's the same day we play. Both the NWSL um, playoff games are going to be on that day before on, Minnesota United's yeah, game. Yeah, on ESPN2, uh, first game is at uh, 12.30 our time, and then next game is at 2.30. Yeah, so you um, can catch both of them before. Yeah, you have plenty of time to watch so, both games. So I, I think Guards versus the Rain is going to be a, a, a real cracker, but the same can be said actually about Red Stars versus Thorns, Tobin Heath versus Sam Kerr. Um, it, it's going to be just a 
fantastic uh, second game as there as well because uh, I was gonna say I, I'm actually gonna switch my opinion. I initially thought the Thorns were gonna were gonna win, but I'm gonna switch over to the, to the yeah, Red Stars. I, I think the Red Stars are gonna win. Yeah. I think Sam Turr, even if she doesn't score, she creates opportunities with her rebounds and her passing, and just her just her being on the pitch draws so much attention from the defense that that attackers for Chicago have opportunity to go forward. Um, that, that being said, Portland kind of startled at the end of the season. I think. They kind of stumbled in. They had that really bad loss to, uh, I don't remember who it was, but they lost like three to one. It might have been North Carolina, actually. But I think this game, Chicago winning. I think this the previous game has North Carolina. I have North Carolina winning. Uh, Rain going forward really haven't been that good. They don't have a goal store over that has more than six goals this year. They had zero goals and zero assists from Megan Rupino, their star. And yeah. the fact that they're in the playoffs is surprising with those stats, but they made it. That's all they're going to get, honestly. But also, then Rain beat Portland the other week, so like both the, both yeah. those teams aren't really impressive coming into the playoffs. Yeah, I, Thorns I, with only one win in their last five. That's it. Yeah, yeah. and I think East Out of Rock chalk here and just go for the one and two seeds, which is Carolina and Red Stars Nets, and the championship is on the twenty seventh next Sunday. So we'll have plenty of time to kind of evaluate the final. But right now. I mean, I've said it all year. I've said it with Chicago. I've said it all year. So you're saying Red Star versus Courage in the final, yep. and then who would you take in the final? I've, I said Chicago was going to win it all year, so I'm going to go with Chicago. I'm going to stick with my pick. Sasha, what about you? I'm going to go with Chicago. I'm liking the yeah. Red Stars, man. So, so you're you're going to go Red Stars versus the Courage, and yes. then Red Stars take it all? Yes. I am going to go with actually Courage versus the Thorns Ooh. with the Courage winning it all again. Um, because the Courage are on a good run of form right now. Um I think the problem with the series is the Thorns play their game away at Chicago, Courage, and the Red Stars hosting. So that's another factor to throw into the mix so as well. So both Portland teams made the playoffs, and both of them have to play on the road? Like, Yeah. Oh, wow. Eesh. Sucks to be Portland this year. Well, most times, right? <laughs> uh, um, let's move on to a segment that we call Keep Hope Alive. Well... I'd say something about having hope and blah, 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 but uh, not so much right now for stuff that we're... For reasons that we'll explain in a second. First of all, the U.S. national team, the senior team, uh, men's national team, beat Cuba 7-0 with, uh, I believe, Vesta McKinney got four goals in this game. Did he have four? I know he had a hat trick. I didn't know this game was happening until Shane told me the the story. Oh, really? Cool. You did yeah. it. Yeah. I, awesome. I'm really sad. That, uh, well, no, he got a hat trick. That's right. You're right. Okay. It was only three goals. Only three. Yeah. So, uh, but Let's anyway, save one of those for today. But Cuba, were, this game was uh, significant because um, you had the first U.S. based non defected Cuban player um, playing for Cuba in this game. Um, and uh, Luis Paradella, who plays for Reno 1868 in the championship. So I thought that was pretty cool, um, pretty significant. And that's about all you can really say about this game because it was a hopelessly overmatched team um, against the U.S. Uh, and then, then the next game, it was the a hopelessly overmatched team against Canada where the U.S. lost 2-0. And yeah. that, was, that was painful to watch. First loss in 35 years against Canada, y'all. First time Canada has had the lead against the U.S. since 1990. 
Last time Canada beat the U.S., I wasn't alive. Yeah. I wasn't Sasha was either. Nope. It wasn't. Right. I wasn't either. Yeah. None of us were alive now, last time Canada beat the U.S. So, yeah. Um, it's, so this is a new low for us, really. Yeah. <laughs> and we had Taylor Twelman on commentary to, to talk us through it uh, as well. Just the uh, soothing sounds of him screaming at an entire federation is just great. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's right. This was a worse result than the one... Against Trinidad and Tobago. It was. Because two years ago, we lost our worst game ever with an old lineup and Christian Pulisic. And today, or tonight, we lost to Canada with arguably under lineup. A coach is supposed to be bringing us to the future. And really, in the grand scheme of things, nothing has changed. It's a younger team, but it's also all players who are getting plenty of experience at their club. Maybe not Pulisic as much now that he's at Chelsea, but he's still in good form. And then you got, you know, you got Christian rolled down. You have Jordan Morris. They should be great because they're in sync over in Seattle. And, like, you saw them do well in the Cuba game, which now, like, really means nothing. This game was fucking fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, there so was no many midfield. Cheap giveaways. Yeah. Cheap giveaways. So many cheap giveaways. This whole point out of the back thing that Berhalter is trying to do with the U.S. men's national team. He could do it at Columbus because when you're a club team, you can bring in players from other countries that maybe have more of an idea how to play that system. In the U.S., you can't do that. You can't bring in another player that, shows, that can play that system. You're stuck with a three out, which is why fucking Tim Reeves playing in center back right now. He was awful. He was responsible for that first goal. First goal. First goal uh, giveaway by Bradley in the midfield. And then we defend it somehow. Then Reem, instead of booting into fucking Rose Z, because we're in Canada, uh, just gives us right away back to Canada. And they played out goal. to the right. Yeah, yeah. They just restarted the ball very quickly, cross goal, tap in. That was initially saved brilliantly by Zach Steffen. I think him and Aaron Long, the only players who like, were actually any good on the pitch today, then tapped in again or just fell in. It, it's, it's frustrating, but at this point, should we just expect this by now? Should we just expect like, oh, we're going to lose the match every time we become up well, against them. I we're going to start losing this. We're losing this Costa Rica. We're going to start losing this Canada now too. It's just, I just, I just want to point out that as someone on Reddit mentioned, road games in Concacaf always hard. The travel times are really long. There's a lot of heat, humidity, fans driving past the hotels, honking their horns, setting off fireworks. Uh, there's raucous, borderline violent pack crowds, you know, fields that look horrible um, from other leagues. Oh, wait, wait. They were in Toronto <laughs> playing at Toronto They're FC Stadium. A, a field oh, that right. Bradley played so many games on the past two <laughs> I years. I mean, you got to recognize that Bradley has contributed a lot to Toronto's soccer pedigree at this point. Like, he, he I mean, he just continued to that. But he looked... I want to say apathetic, but insipid in the second half. He was like, I'm surrounded by people who can't complete a pass forward. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> real talk, where do you guys sit on the whole Michael Bradley sucks versus my everybody who thinks Michael Bradley sucks sucks? <laughs> okay. So if, Spectrum. So, I I discovered Michael Bradley around the time he left Roma, and he, he got an injury shortly after that, but I watched him during the World Cup, and I'm like, he is a good player. I think he is a starting player, but he does make these mistakes, but he's making them at the top level. So... Where do you put him? Yeah, I think I believe Michael Bradley is the best number six uh, in our player pool. 
and if you don't believe me, watch Will Trap play any other game with the U.S. Men's National Team. McKinney's an eight. He's not a number six. Mark Bradley is the best we have at that position right now. And whether you liked it or not, he's going to be there for a while. He's still a high-quality player for the U.S. Um, he's good for players like Tyler Adams and uh, Weston McKinney to learn under and like learn how to be leaders. There's Tyler Adams, who I think is the future captain of this country, but whatever. Um, if he's healthy, he'd come in and probably take some time off of Bradley for sure. But he's injured. He's been injury, injured for a while now. Will Trapp is being called in. This is a problem for the number six spot for the U.S. national team. And I think people who boo Bradley just boo him because they, everyone else is. I don't know. It, it's a dumb yeah. thing to just did on this one guy for doing something wrong this a couple of times and like, oh, he's, he's trash. I see it all the time. People like, oh, Dunlady fucking sucks. Dunlady's terrible. Like, he's been injured, man. Like, if he does healthy, he can be decent. But like, no, nah, he's trash. Then we bring him up. Oh, is he, is he injured again? It's like, shut up, dude. Like, he's, a, he's, he's our player. Bradley's our player. Let's like be positive for once about him. But also at the same time, it's like, man, stop turning the ball over midfield, my dude. I'm trying to, trying well, to defend well, you. Well, he, did, he gave up that ball that led to the goal, but he also did have a great play where he picked the pocket and he started the four play. And then... Uh, was that when Pulisic hit it right at the keeper? No, it's worth like he tripped up right oh, after his, as he was getting momentum, <laughs> and that that feels like the epitome of what Bradley is. Is like he has a great play, and you see the potential, and then falls flat. It's just not in form at the moment. Really has a middle season. God also mentioned that Christian Pulisic was pulled off and was very mad, and the cameraman found Pulisic on the bench uh, every few seconds for the next thirty minutes. Looking, doing something new, like either stubbing his eye, holding his sleeve over his eye, talking to Burhalter, just in various forms of pain. I mean, he was pretty poor tonight, but honestly, I just said before, really only Stefan and Aaron Long had games they can be and, and happy with. Pulisic forward, was creating stuff. He was the only one who yeah. was like actually making something out of nothing. Yeah. And you'd be like, people were like, oh, he didn't pit by the left and right. Like, he's trying to drive forward and no one's running with him. Right. There's a counter attack that will start on a counter on a corner kick that pulls out the ball looking forward. Josh Sargent, our forward, was running from the end from the edge of the box up and trying to meet him. Like if the, he was actually forward, he's supposed to fucking be. It doesn't make a counter attack, but no. So I'm gonna ask the question. Bob Bradley, Jurgen Klinsman, Bruce Arena two, not the first one. Okay. Uh, Dave Sarachan and Greg Berhalter. Rank them as US team. Easy, Jürgen Klin, Jürgen Klinsman one. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Is that, is that controversial on this cast? Because I, well, I watched Klinsman bring a a great team uh, out of the group of death and uh, faced Belgium and still give us a good game. Right? I'm, okay, all right, I'll, I'll accept it. I'm actually a Klinsman apologist myself, <laughs> so I, I I'll take it. I was gonna put Bradley first, but fair enough. Gonna, okay, yeah. Well, I put Bradley second. I don't know how. I don't. Well, Berhalter probably at the bottom. Bruce Arena. Sarachan better or worse than Bruce? Worse. I think Sarachan's like not numbered on this list. It's like at the bottom without a number. Like I don't, <laughs> you don't count. You don't. You, you, don't. you were a stopgap. You were always a stopgap. And you shouldn't have oh, been a stopgap. Dude has feelings. What the hell? He'd, he'd probably agree with that. He'd, he wasn't getting the job. Okay. Full so, time? No, he had it. Like, right. You so, have so a year for no apparent reason. You, you have Sarachan at the bottom. I don't have him on my, on my list. Okay, I'm, so I'm disregarded to even put him on there. Put the rest of your list together. Uh, number one, Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley. Remember, he was fired for losing to Metzko. 
<laughs> oh. Remember that? I saw John Martaller point that out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, yeah. shit, man. We just lost it. Yeah. Yep. Um, probably Klinsman. Just we actually got to a World Cup with him. We also uh, won the Hex with him, didn't we? Yeah. We won, did, we, did we win the Hex? Yeah, we won the Hex. Yeah, then, yeah. I think the way he handled the the pitting for the World Cup was poorly done, and I think Donovan should have went, but who dares? <laughs> Instead of Julian Green, know, know where he is? No one does. <laughs> he scored against Belgium, my, my dude. Like, Yeah, where is he now? I mean, don't look it up. Where's Freddie Adu now, man? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, I think I think you got to be the man for the moment, right? I think I think yeah, I was Julian was Green awesome. hater, and he came through at the in the moment. Okay, fine, I'll give you that. Uh, Bruce Arena two, fourth or third, and then Bear Halter. His system doesn't work. His results have been insipid and ter- and awful, and it just seems like no one's on the same page. And I think. Waiting a year to hire anybody was a poor, was a mistake. Giving their Dave Sarachan a year set this federation back a year, and also not hiring Tata Martino who didn't speak fluent English was ridiculous. Yeah, was well, fucking ridiculous. And uh, uh, so uh, I think the real question terrible. we've we've got to ask ourselves is where we would be today if 1934 U.S. manager David Gould. Was still in charge of uh, the, yes. of the senior Gould. team. <laughs> who's the Who's the coach for the like, the American Fiasco podcast? Uh, Steve Sampson. He's ahead of Halter. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I mean, for a group of players and a league that gets criti- criticized for not having passion, look at Berhalter's like post game and like and halftime interviews. The man looks sounds like he's like thrown in a towel. He doesn't have any. I don't know. I, I you know, might just be be his demeanor. Like he might not be a guy in the media to be. Oh, these guys were terrible, and like yeah, I wrote a lot at, of work to be done. Or to be, you could be the guy in the locker room. Think about Jurgen Klopp. Think about y- y- Yokimo. Think about any of these great managers. Like they have intensity in their. Think, so yeah, okay, sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to point this out real quick, and then we should really move on. Greg okay. Berhalter <laughs> is the American coach with the highest win percentage, who has played more than two games, and. I don't know. It's been just about a year, guys. Like I, I, I don't know if uh, if I'm ready to throw in the towel on him. He's obviously not doing well right now. I mean, but. if we want to be, if we were like, we'll be third best in Contertaff. That's our goal, third best. Yeah, stick with them. Okay, yeah. you heard it here first, guys. U.S. is going to be third best in Concacaf. We stick with Red Barrel too. Yeah, we Absolutely. should also mention Mark Anthony K got hurt in this game, and uh, it looked pretty bad. So um, that's important because he plays for LAFC. Who, uh, if we manage to, if Minnesota United managed to get past the Galaxy, if the U.S. national team beats the LA Galaxy, <laughs> they can't. They won't. It's impossible to because they can't beat Canada. Uh, so we'll see. Anyway, important thing to note. They're also an ill-tempered game. This one, a lot of cards, a lot of people like. Pushing and shoving, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And then they All brought... All double hatched into it a couple times. Then the Canadians brought a drum onto the pitch. Oh, they were doing that stupid Viking clap. That's why they did oh, it. Oh, fuck them. Oh. I was like, you know what? They deserve it, but also, no, no. They no. They do not deserve yeah, it anymore. No, no, not How at all. How dare you do something so cliche and awful. And let's now move into and a segment... Put poutine on the pitch in celebration. <laughs> let's... Let's now move into a segment that we call the Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already just a couple of games to highlight out of all the international games that happened this week uh first of all england beating bulgaria 6-0 uh remember when um 
we were all talking amongst ourselves about um, MLS. And uh, we were like, man, there's some Nazis in the New York City FC stands at times. And just because they aren't throwing Sieg Heils in the stand doesn't make them not Nazis. So we have to like judge them even if, if they've been Nazis outside the stadium. It shouldn't matter because they should be removed from the stadium even if they're not throwing Sieg Heils in the stadium. Uh, well, it turns out this game had actual Nazis. Like throwing up the the, the hand tick right there, the gesture, you know, making the monkey chants and uh, doing the Nazi things in the Nazi ways. Uh, full on, on TV. And, um, yeah, that was a thing that happened. And the game got stopped twice, which I think is protocol, right? And this was, it was stopped yeah. twice in the first half, first time the ref called it. And he waited, he like, he told the, the fans they needed to, they need to quit. At some point in the game, 300 fans were also ejected from the stadium. Yeah. This, yeah. this game was already being played to a reduced crowd. Due to sanctions for previous racist abuse of other opposing teams. The Bulgarian captain spent most of his time in uniform yelling at the supporters group to stop or the fans to stop doing what they were doing. I feel sorry for the players. Uh, I don't feel sorry for one player in particular, the uh, goalkeeper who came out today and he was like, our fans are fine. What's the problem? Oh, fuck that guy then. Yeah. I feel sorry for the captain and him having to do that. You want to go to a game as a player in Fortis in the South or not worry about your fans being racist dickbags. But unfortunately, they were racist ditch bags. And luckily for them, they lost it's nothing. And Raheem Sterling got a hat trick against so them. L- let, me, let me ask a question, I guess. Yeah, this is our part of like doing things differently. So let me ask a wildly difficult, open-ended question. Which is, there's some argument that soccer mirrors society at large. And you can't like change things in the stadium until you change society. So now... What do you do in a situation like this? Because obviously in Bulgaria, like, I've read some comment sections on various news sites. I've read the comment sections on Reddit. A lot of people are just saying, like, this is Bulgarian people. Like, not all of them, but uh, there's a lot. And, like, I mean, I'll be blunt. I was walking around Mostar in Bosnia, which is not the same country, but it's, you know, it's in Eastern Europe. And there were swastika stickers all over the place one of the two teams in Mostar is an openly Nazi team where the players Sieg Heil or at least do the hand gesture to their fans um like I don't know this is maybe my cynicism coming out now and just assuming that like there's a critical mass of racists in Bulgaria but like what what like, do you think soccer needs to be the the vanguard of this or do you think soccer just is going to mirror that the society needs to be on the vanguard. If I was UEFA, I, I'm, well, the Bulgarian FA is not going to do anything. Well, the head of the Bulgarian FA resigned on Tuesday or today as recording. Uh, UEFA, um, any racist chance, whether it's in Bulgaria or not, no more fans at games. If the the Nazi um, team, all those players banned for life from football and disband the team, dissolve it. Ban from them from a lead. They have to play non-lead or wherever, but they can't play in a UFS sanctioned lead. Just so right you, there. You, you're you're saying that, that soccer can take the lead. Yeah. Like in, a, in, in a society that has problems, soccer in can a, be the Where the federations exception. aren't corrupt and FIFA isn't a corrupt money machine. Yeah, they can take the lead. And I mean, that is um, the American model, right? Well, um, th- in yeah. America. Yeah, well, I think you need the teams to force UEFA or any FA like, or FIFA to 
You know, like use your leverage as a team because this is like England. This is a top six team you could say in the world. This is fucking Bulgaria. If you're up three up, four up at, at half, you know what? Walk out. And I know that sucks if you're a player and you're a fan. Like it sucks, but it's also sending the bigger message. Like yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna st- stick around for this, and you have to change it. You have to start like do what Caleb said. Follow up with that. Like then evict them all, punch them, lifetime bans. Otherwise, we're not playing here. Yeah, and I I agree with you. They should have walked off at halftime, and they're up. They're up three nothing at the time, and the result would have gone in England England's favor if it was if the match was abandoned. Uh, would it if if it was because wouldn't it be treated as a forfeit by the English players? No, they they were asked though. That's oh, why were they right. asked, asked okay. them. Yeah. yeah, if they just walked off for no apparent reason, that would be like. But I, but like, I think it's wrong it was, of the ref to ask because the problem is at that point you're giving black players the choice of saying we're being chased just, away by the racist. This, is this bothering you? And, and and I I mean I I know that that's a difficult like that's not the way all. People of color would see that decision, but at least some of them are going to see that as basically the the kind of you know. I, I know that when I've been in racist situations, part of me is like, ah, let me show them, and then yeah, that's not productive, you know. So I think that this is a decision that that should be the referees to make. The referee should be calling off the game. I agree, but um, you have to stop it two times before halftime, and you get to half, and you're not like, you know what, fuck it, you guys lose. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, your fans. And, are, and like he, yeah, that, that ref would take a lot of heat, but he'd be a hero back in England, like and like rest oh, of Europe. You know, he would be lauded, <laughs> you know, <laughs> by most of the people. Yeah, in yeah, in UEFA circles. Yeah. So, well, so that so that we'll see if anything continues to bubble out. The uh, Bulgarian Football Federation president has resigned, um, but there have been some, like I said, the goalkeeper, some members of the press, all accusing England of overreacting. So there's some complicated reactions to this, sadly. Um, which really sucks. There's also been, uh, speaking of politics and soccer, there have also been some difficult situations with um, some Turkish players and their reactions to Turkey's military moves in Syria at the moment. Yeah, that um, uh, St. Pauli player was re- released from the team for supporting the Turkish attack on Kurds in Syria. And, and St. Uh, Pauli famously left-wing, very progressive team, released him saying that he does not reflect the... Team, like Cenk, Cenk or Cenk Sahin yeah. is the player involved, and he. Uh, uh, let me let me see if I can find the. This is Saint Pauli statement. Saint Pauli basically said he doesn't he doesn't agree with, doesn't align with our team values, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. Repeated disregard for the club's values and the need to protect the player. So, um, and and uh, so it's. This is another thing to just keep an eye on, I guess, in in the larger scheme of things. We should talk about Ukraine playing uh, Portugal. Ukraine beats Portugal 2-1 with 10 men. Yep. They uh, got a penalty in the 72nd minute that uh, was turned into a red card and gave uh, Ronaldo a chance to you know sh- shoot a PK. He converts, but that was their only goal. And then they held on for the rest of the game, you know, like the last yeah. 15 minutes, so... <clears throat> I'm glad Ronaldo's 700 gold came in a loss. That makes me happy. <laughs> Sweden played Spain, and this game ended 1-1. Spain also drew last late last week to Norway, too, too. So the Scandinavian countries given the Iberian changed some, a little bit of trouble. Yes, sir. I like that use of Iberia. Thank you. I didn't think of it for a second and panicked, but I got it. 
so uh let's uh we don't have uh colin here to do his uh scandal confessions <laughs> wait a rock just came through with a tinfoil hat and now <laughs> right <laughs> um but but i actually want to point your attention to a podcast called Bagman and another one called slow burn um for some actual real life conspiracy theories that are not conspiracy theories at all Bagman is about spiro agnew who was nixon's vice president and this guy was a freaking nutcase an imbecile an outright criminal and like this is not like controversial like dude took literal envelopes stuffed with cash in the white house so um it blew my mind also to listen to the kind of guy he was it's it's just like speedo agnew is like you know the the body of agnew and futurama <laughs> and he's just thought of as this guy like he was the reason ford was made vice president and that's why ford became president no learn about agnew agnew is a nut nutbag like he is it's so interesting. Anyway, just yeah. I, I won't get into it too detail here, but also listen to Slow Burn, which is about Watergate. And it's about some of the lesser known stories about Watergate too. And it kind of tells you how the people uh, felt during Watergate. I think both of these podcasts, listening to them together, makes me feel a little bit better about the world. Because uh, I, oh, is it, are they, there's something similar going on right now? Oh, I, I don't think? know. Okay. I don't know. Like LeBron James said, you know, I'm not commenting on the content. I'll leave that for someone else, you know. Okay. But before you listen to those, listen to every episode we talk after at least five times and then go back and I was gonna say, listen to those two podcasts. But like, listen to our podcast at least a few more times each. Should, should we do like a riff track on the first episode of We Call It Soccer? Uh, no. or, or the first episode of Tough Goss that you guys were on. The, the first I'm, episode we taught soccer, we recorded the first half of it, realized that we hadn't recorded it, and were <laughs> pretty buzzed by the time we ended, ended the, the second half of it. Redid the first half even more drunk than we were before. Uh, it was a whole mess. So it'd be kind of fun to listen to and how see how out of the bad we were. I was going to say, if we were going to segue into conspiracy theories, like I have FIFA conspiracy theories for days. I'm, I'm like watching games this week, trying to do like objective observation instead. Like my brain's just coming up with theories. Like one I came up with today was like, we didn't get the real Yedlin. Newcastle sent a clone. Gemini did Yedlin. Gemini yeah, definitely man. right. Yeah, it's the gent- it's the gentry Yedlin-, Yedlin. Like the real Yedlin has... It's time for a section that we call <laughs> Confessions, where Sasha confesses all he knows, and you should forget. Okay, just use up all of your conspiracy theories. No, just yell them into no, all of them. Now. So, first so one, yeah. only chance. It's the Yedlin theory is that we didn't get the real Yedlin. The real one has cornrows, and he's still in Newcastle, and he doesn't have that stupid chest tattoo that I've never seen before. Isn't that Conspiracy tattoo? 2. We also don't have the real Polisic. Neither does Chelsea. He's still... <laughs> He's still at Dortmund somewhere. He's training Sancho and, and Thorgan Hazard. <laughs> and that's why we haven't seen the Polisic we saw over in Germany. Anyway, those are the two. I'll just, okay, uh, so it's like double Gemini man. So Gemini, Gemini man. Men. That. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, this. Really looks like a lot of fun. Looks real dumb. Looks like a lot of fun. All Look right, everybody. Uh, with that, it's time to tell, us what the good pe- tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter. Um, I'm at Olson 716 uh, Collins at a concert right now. <laughs> I'm at I'm at at pickup line <clears throat> at pickup line. You can find this podcast at TWU United fans. You can find me at Lockstock Spock. Thanks to Tectonic for the use of their song Lustless as our theme music. Check them out on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. We call it Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Please tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. You can subscribe to our pod of fine podcast providers everywhere. And with that, 
We bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week.